Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Sports Radio. A bunch set to the right. Pistol looks. Emmett Johnson in the back. Return. Heinrich keeps it himself off the left edge. He goes in. Touchdown, Nebraska. Same play. Heinrich keeps it. Scores. Kicking off hour number two here on Herd Out Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers with me. We are live on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. And we are joined now by Old DB. Damon, how are you this morning? I'm good, man. How are you guys? What up, DB? I'm trying to make it, man. How are you, AR? Good. It sounds like you're underwater. All right. Well, man, I don't know. I attempted to walk across the parking lot from the school, but let me back it up one more. <laughs> As uh, DB adjusts. All right, how's that? Oh, that's yeah, much there better. Much better. There we go. We just, oh, man, this is no fun. We just, you know, we had to hear that sweet voice of yours. That's all. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you should get in my head sometimes. It's an awful place to be. Uh, DB, uh, let's, you want to start, start with high school or you want to start with Nebraska? Uh, high school. Oh, it's your show, man. High you school. Do you do, do, high school. Okay. High all right. I guess we're. I guess we're doing high, high school. school. Come on. All right. High school. High school is fine. So I'm rocking. You know, I'm wa- I'm rocking my West Side football uh, gear this morning. You guys have uh, a big semifinal matchup with Millard West tonight. But before we get to that one, I want to look back at last week's uh, 49 nothing win against Bellevue West. I know that was a game that you were. Um, very uh you were you were pretty <laughs> tuned up for you were pretty tuned up for with that one the way the some of the narratives were going uh from the first meeting to this one i guess just as that game's playing out and afterward what are your thoughts and, and kind of feelings about that as you know people were kind of trying to find a way to maybe say you guys weren't going to perform the way you did the first time and then you went out and, and won even more by even more the second time yeah, this is weird, right? Both you guys know this um, just from being around me all the time. For and I've said this from since like the summer, right? And I, I for whatever the reason, for a team that's that's uh, you know played in I think the last three state championships, um, you know they just this is just an edgy team. There's always something that seems to like be bugging these guys, and and they're never satisfied. So. Like that's that's kind of the cool thing. The whole the whole mantra and theme in the off season is to climb the mountain. You know, we want to elevate um, and just try to get better every day. It's very very competitive. And so, like when the season started, um, you know, getting motivated was no problem, right? A lot of it stemmed from, and, and I'm honest, right? A mm-hmm. lot of it stemmed from, um, you know, the recruiting angles, the recruiting narratives. Um, you know, I felt like. Our guys, because some aren't as heavily recruited as they play, like it, they just dialed in, right? And and I'm, it, it's not so much of well, we don't talk about that, and it's not that big of a deal. You know what? Like for some of our for some of our guys, um, it is a big deal. Um, and and I think 
motivating themselves to be the best version of themselves every day has kind of been the driving force. And these narratives seem to kind of set themselves. So for last week, it was, you know, hey, we're, we're healthy this time around. We, we feel better about ourselves. We're playing well. Um, you know, okay, cool. So for our guys, it's like, oh, you know, what more do we have to do? And I'm not saying that that's like, uh, yeah. Sometimes it just is what it is. Like, however you however you get motivated, you get motivated. And, and so, and we play up to that, like as coaches, right? Because, you know, for us, it's competitive too. You know, Coach Samanji was away at his at his funeral, and he, you know, he calls. He's calling us or texting once a day just to make sure, you know, how how's practice going and. You know, he's watching inside run game, and he says, hey, you know, I want my D-line, you know, make sure they get two to the tip. And, you know, when they run – so it's it's highly competitive, right? And we don't run from that. We we, we don't. We, we, we talk about it a ton, and it, it's how we stay sharp every day. Coach Huffman asked me a, a couple of weeks ago, he said, how do you get your guys to play so hard every down? And I said, it sounds corny, but what we talk about, what I talk about all the time is, is to maximize – every single play and do it once in a row and that's kind of become the standard so as this game unfolds last week and um you know we kind of we felt defensively like we had a really good game plan and we were anxious to see that you know i told you guys there's a couple wrinkles that we wanted to see and just to see how we figure if they could figure out what was going on and the kind of the cat and mouse makes it fun right that's the competitiveness from the coaching standpoint Mm -hmm. And so, you know, our offense kind of shot itself in the foot early um, on the first drive or so. And, you know, we punted. And then, you know, they turned it over early. I think he got a, I think he got a bad read, uh, threw us the ball. We scored early. And then it's like game on. And the whole game changed, I think, in my opinion. Um, you know, they, they had the big play. They, they got it down to the one. They turned the ball over. You know, and we go 99 yards and score. And, mm-hmm. like, I just we, – we're just not – like, you just can't – obviously, you can't do that with us. But the thing, the thing that makes it really, really bad is this team is unbelievable when they smell blood in the water. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, everybody kind of pretended that uh, – you know, that Mode South game, right? I go back to that, and it's like, okay, um, the drive they scored on, you know, they had no business scoring, right? I yeah. mean, they, they caught three three balls that weren't complete, right? They got points, and then they got the defensive turnover. And, you know, our guy got rocked. And, he, and you know, I don't think our guys kind of manufactured this deal like, oh, man, they're happy our guy got hurt. I don't know if it's true or not, right? <laughs> but, 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 but it's, but it's, I could, I could feel it on the sidelines. Then we come out and we score however many unanswered and close right. that game out, right? So that's just what they do, and, and, it, and it's a unique senior class. And so when we when we went ninety, when we went ninety nine, they're like, "Oh man, game on!" And then it got to be, you know, twenty eight or whatever. And then we're playing against perfection. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we're not, the scoreboard is no longer really the thing it, at halftime. All we talk about is how perfect can we be. Mm-hmm. And, and and we talk about it on offense, we talk about it on defense, we talk about it on special teams. So as that game, you know, started to get away, like our guys, like they just want more. And 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 I I think it sets up well 
you know, this week with, with Millard West because it's such a well-coached team. And I got a ton of respect. Coach Long's actually a good buddy, right? You know I mean, we talk a fair amount, and, and, and he's always got good offenses. And, and Coach Peterson, even though sometimes I think he doesn't always like me, um, <laughs> I just it's, – it's and I, you know, I, I, a lot of it is just his personality, but he's a great coach. And – and and I think I think a ton of him. And so, the, now the new thing is is okay. This staff gets held is held in pretty high regard. Um, they're pretty multiple on offense, right? And so the new challenge is okay. How good can we be against their staff? And then we meet on Saturday. We meet on Sunday. It's okay. How can we get within our head into what our players have to do? And then by Wednesday, we kind of see where we're at, right? And it, it's just the I, – I just like the fact that for a team that has, has had a fair amount of success, it's always some challenge. And and, and, and this week, it's, it's matching wits against a staff that we think is really, really good. Um, they have some really good players. Um, they do some things on offense, and especially in their run game. Um, that could present some problems for us. And I know they're going to have some wrinkles, right? I just I saw a couple of their plays or their formations with Chicago. You know, the play where Scott had the little reverse. They were in the truck formation, a little bunt set, and they kind of pitched him the reverse, and he comes around in for the Bears last night. Yeah, and oh, I, I remember. I fil- <laughs> oh, yeah, I filmed it off the television. I sent it over to our staff. I said, hey, this could be in Millard West repertoire same formation same three by bunch set they're in truck a ton, what i call the formation they're in truck a ton um you see the puller like we this and trap there's a couple things that we have to be ready for that we don't necessarily haven't seen on film but we think could be the counterpunch so that's just how it works with this staff and what they bring to the table for miller west so i mean we we're gonna we'll be on our game and it's at our place, so we're, we're pretty excited. DB, I want to switch over to the Huskers now because I know you touched on this a little bit on, on Big Red Wrap-Up the other day, but I wanted to hear your thoughts again for those that may have missed it. Um, you know, this was originally pointed out to me by one of our listeners, but I thought you were spot on um, reacting to how Coach Rule spoke about Harburg, indicating he really is the only one that wants to – be out there now I don't yeah. want to put words in your mouth if that's not exactly how it went down on the show but did it did that take you off guard at all hearing rules speak to that on Monday a game where many were complaining to see another body under center yeah yeah I did and, and you know the week before that I I told some folks out in, in Nebraska City that you know they had asked me about Sims and I said um, you know I think Sims, I, I, I have to be around him a little bit more, but maybe he could be a guy that is okay with being okay, like he's okay with his situation. And I'm not sure I was speculating, right, because I felt like the way Nebraska was turning the ball over and kind of how they had been really inefficient on offense, if they had a viable option to compete emotionally, I felt like they would go to it because – they're, they're not. It's just not the type of staff that's going to stand pat if they have some other options. So I said, okay, if it's if it's not a talent thing, maybe he just maybe there's nobody else in that quarterback room that wants the job. But I didn't think much of it. I kept, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the game unfolds, and I heard him say again in the post game, "Hey, I never gave any thought to um, 
you know, quarterback change, you know, uh, H2's our guy. He didn't say H2, I said H2, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, everybody gets a nickname, right? Yeah, you're a nickname but guy. Then, but then when he said it at the presser, I was like, am I hearing what I want to hear? Or is he trying to tell me a story? Not me. Is he trying to tell us a story about what it means to actually want the job and embrace the challenge of being a quarterback? And I kind of took it as the latter. You know, that Harburg is the guy that that is is maybe not chomping at the bit, but has the moxie and kind of the intangibles to to work himself through what this offense is going through. And maybe he's the only one with that kind of temperament. You know what I mean? Like being being ugly um, aesthetically and, and not um, having a ton of big plays and kind of – like that's not for everybody. And remember a couple of months ago I said, gosh, you know, I wonder if Sims has the would have the or another quarterback. I wasn't using Jeff. I said if another quarterback would be content with saying, "Hey, we're going to play it this way. Don't take a ton of chances. Let's just do this. Are you cool with that?" Like that's not for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Like you got to have a guy or a gal that's going to say, "Hey, coach, whatever it takes to win, it may take some of the shine off what my real talents are, but whatever, you know, however that works out." And so maybe uh, maybe Harburg is that guy, and that's kind of what I heard in the presser. And I think Nebraska is fully content for this year to just hang in there. How can we best outlast our opponents? It's like a heavyweight fight, right, the Big Ten West. And you got to train in such a way where time doesn't matter. If it needs to go four quarters – it's got to go four quarters. If it's got to go to overtime, it's going to overtime. We don't care how it looks. Let's just get this thing in the deep water and see if they can swim. Like they've kind of embraced that. You know, he wants bad weather. He doesn't really care if it's ugly. He talked about a 31-17 ugly win. Like you, you just, he's telling you he doesn't care what it looks like. He's trying to develop resolve. He didn't think going in when he inherited this program that emotionally it was where it needed to be to compete at a high level in heavyweight championship fights. And so to take this thing into deep water is just as much mental as it is physical in terms of the way that they train. And I think he's got a quarterback that embodies that. Doesn't care how it looks. I'm going to hang in there. I know people talk crazy. I know I've got my warts but I'm just going to keep keeping on, right? And and I think in some weird kind of warped sort of way, the team has kind of embraced it, and they definitely embody it. We'll just see if they can continue to hang in there because as we saw, Lady Luck finally ran out, you know, going negative in the turnover column and, and being able to win, right? East Lansing, the, the guys in East Lansing got them. So um, th- this one's going to be interesting, but I do think that, Short of Harbor getting hurt, I, I just I just think he's the guy. DB, he's the quarterback in Nebraska. Couple follow up questions on that whole situation from what you from what you said there. Kind of got my wheels turning a little bit. Number one, mm-hmm. uh, with the Harburg mentality that you're talking about, is that something in your experience that's natural natural or can it be learned? And number two, is there a tipping point where? the excessive turnovers begin to outweigh the benefit of that mentality? 
Absolutely. So the 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 second question is easier, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there's definitely a there's definitely a, a breaking point where I don't care how much you want to try to will us to win. If we keep turning the ball over, it doesn't really matter. It's and like the Tim think, Tebow thing, right? Like in the NFL, at least, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 hear me out here. How crazy is this? For as poor as that offense played, mm-hmm. and it wasn't good, and it wasn't good for 80% of that game. Just imagine if they do three things differently. If, if Tommy Hill has his eyes in the right place on the halfback pass, mm-hmm. a guy doesn't get inside on us inexplicably on a slant to score an easy touchdown. Right. Or, or, or you get a call reversal on a touchdown, or you get a pass interference call, or you punt the ball better, you you have a chance to win the game. Mm-hmm. So they aren't. So what he so what Coach Rule and this staff is saying for all the warts we have at the quarterback spot, if we can get everybody else to just do their job, we'll be we'll have a chance to win every game. That's what he's telling you. So. For the one singular thing that we like to harp on, if the other guys just do what they're capable of doing, this team can still win football games. So the emotional, the emotional stimuli that Harburg and his mentality bring to the table isn't offset enough yet. Because, for his, again, as bad as that offense was, if he gets by with a little help from his friends, mm. let's, just, let's just say – Bushini is his normal self. That game could be different, right? Right. So they they're not at that breaking point yet, but yeah, there's de- there definitely is one, and you'll see it more against more talented high end level competition. But for this year, I don't I don't think you're going to see it in these remaining three games. So I think that's why they're going to ride this out. Now the 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 first part. Is it in you or is it learned? It can be um, perfected, but it, you, you have to start with the seed, right? Like you have to have, I think, the competitive seed. You can grow it. You can water it. You can nurture it. But I, for the most part, in my experience, uh, people are either competitive or they're not. Now, they have varying degrees of perseverance. Mm-hmm. That can definitely be developed. But it start, you, I do believe you need the seed. Uh, I, I talk about it all the time where you'll be in conflict with someone or you're in a, a, a discussion, and sometimes it will boil down to, like, the whole nature versus nurture thing. Well, how, how many times are you in competitive environments? Have you ever been coached before, whether it's on the job, whether it's in a real sport? How many times have you had people tell you something wasn't good enough uh, you've been reprimanded. You have to bounce back. I.e., hey, listen, you know, you got to get in the gym. You got to shoot it more. You got to, you got to be a little faster. You have to be a little stronger. Or hey, you got to show up to work. Like whatever it is, having somebody tell you that currently what you're doing isn't good enough, and you have the wherewithal to hang in there because you know that it, it's it's for your betterment, and you keep keeping on. Uh, m- the majority of people aren't built like that. So. Um, usually it's people say something negative to you or they tell you something isn't up to par and it's like, oh man, you know, what, 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 what do we do now? 
and so that I do believe it's that that you have to have at least a little bit of that in you to begin with. Now, can it be developed and, and, and crafted and owned? Absolutely, but you got to have a little to start. DB, I want to take a moment and talk about the perfect example. Okay, so like X person, um, like, you know, is the reason like this thing works out. And so what I mean by that is like the Elliott Brown story fascinates me and how he's the just the perfect example of what Coach Rule is accomplishing at Nebraska. How much is that story an embodiment of the culture and the standard that Rule has set forth in this program? It's it's exactly it's. So that and you can't script that, right? You can't you, you can't know that a guy's going to be hobbling around in a brace and be good enough natured and other centered um, to want to invest in other people, even though it's at his expense. Because you remember, I always say the real magic happens is when you can cheer for other people, mm-hmm. and it may be at your own expense. See that that's what he's doing. So when coach when coach rule and and this staff is talking about. Hey, if 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 you're our nutritionist, you you want to be the best one in in the country. If if you're our quality control person that handles um, truck loading and weight distribution, hey, be the best at that. Like everybody, if they maximize in their role, we got a chance. And and sometimes not everybody can be a leader. Sometimes you have to be a good follower. So when all those components. Um, are operating at a high level, you give yourself a chance culturally culturally, to endure, right? So for a guy like Elliot Brown, who's extremely smart, and he was in the thick of things. I was watching him early in the spring with punt returns, and, and he was always um, working with the top units at wide receiver. And I was like, golly. And I said, and I, obviously I know the family really well, and I would just mess with him, right? I said, yeah, you're staying power or something else. I said, just your perseverance. And he would have some joke, or because he's he, you know, he he doesn't take himself that seriously. So he he's he's really good natured in that regard. And the funny thing about that is, is I was I, I went out to the field early uh, in East Lansing. I wanted to see the grass, and I loved the way that it smelled on the turf. And so I'm just down there, kind of doing my own thing. And there's only about you know 35, 40 players out there. They're they're not in gear. It's 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 war- it's pre it's warming up to the warm ups, right? And here he is kind of hobbling along the other side in Nebraska's bench, and he's just working with a couple of receivers schematically in the corner. And, it, you know, I messed with He stopped, and he's like, you know, hey, you know, DB, whatever, whatever. And I say, hey, I said, you got to have some value when they bring the guys that, that aren't really playing. I said, that must be rough. And, you know, he cracks the joke. I won't say what he said. But as he's leaving, you know, he's just like, hey, you know, I'm going to work on my abs now. Because I always tell him he's more interested in how he looks than he is playing. It's just kind of a <laughs> running jokes, joke we have. But he he's a, he's a perfect testament to what we're talking about. Because, see, having guys like that on the sidelines, it allows Coach McGuire to fluctuate and go upstairs in the booth. Mm-hmm. Right. And having those eyes in the booth next to Coach Satterfield when they see, like, 15 guys running wide open on every other pass play, like, that helps that you can call down and say, hey, listen, you know, tell player, you know, in this case, Elliot, that this is what we're seeing, convey this to the guys, and those guys are all in because you have another player coach on the field. Like, that's how it's supposed to work. Everybody do, everybody do your one of 11. 
DB, I mm. wish we had another like Good Lord. 30 minutes with I, you because you got my you got my wheels turning all up in there. I, I'm, I'm I'm hugging the knowledge right we're now. Just, uh, oh, we're gonna have to. I'm just I'm, I'm just talking. I mean, I'm, you're probably about to get like 30 just text messages talking, in a row from me. So, um, I got you. I got you. DB, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Uh, all right, man. You guys do good work. Have a great rest of the show. Hey, thanks, DB. That's our guy, DB, on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline. We are going to have our keys to the game coming up next on Herd Out Sports Radio. We can't compete with him. I know. We'll do our own thing, though. <laughs>